Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hello, VP family. It is Wednesday, December 15th, and I am Kim Hauer, joined with Dan Hauer, my husband, again. And uh, yeah, we're coming to you with the words of the day from the scriptures. Um, but first, on Wednesdays, we like to discuss um, how you came to VP, why you stayed at VP, what you do here at VP, basically your VP story. So if you would share a little bit about that. All right. Um, been at Victory Point for about 18 years. Um, like I said earlier, all my kids have grown up through this church. Um, it, coming to this church is, is getting a new family for me. Um, now, granted, it hasn't been like that the whole time I was here. It's been probably more in the last three or four years that I've really felt family. Um, but I've always enjoyed the just the laid back relaxed atmosphere. I can wear my jeans and my t-shirt and nobody says anything weird to me or sometimes I can wear some really kind of shirt or shirt, excuse me, uh, shirts that kind of really tell you how I feel and nobody's ever pointed me in a different direction. So it's been pretty cool. Um, I'm on the facilities maintenance team here. So you see me here every, the first Sunday of every month wandering around and playing with lights and playing with Temperatures, make sure it tries to make it feel comfortable. You even have to shovel snow sometimes. So that's what I do here and how long I've been here. Thank you. Yeah. We've uh, generally always been very involved here, and I think that's key to being connected. And um, so, yeah, thank you for sharing what you do here for VP. Um, and we're going to jump into the scriptures again today. Uh, we are reading from Psalm 80 verses one through seven, and I am going to read that out of the New Living Translation. Um, the heading on mine, I don't know that it matters much, but just so you know, this is really a song. So it says, for the choir director, a psalm of Asaph to be sung to the tune, Lilies of the Covenant. I did not look up what that song was, if there is a tune to it, but I, you know, maybe someday I will. Um, so anyway, here are... Uh, the words to this psalm. Please listen, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph's descendants like a flock. O God, enthroned above the cherubim, display your radiant glory to Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh. Show us your mighty power. Come to rescue us. Turn us again to yourself, O God. Make your face shine down upon us. Only then will we be saved. O Lord, God of heaven's armies, how long will you be angry with our prayers? You have fed us with sorrow and made us drink tears by the bucketful. You have made us the scorn of neighboring nations. Our enemies treat us as a joke. Turn us again to yourself, O God of heaven's armies. Make your face shine down upon us. Only then will we be saved. So, What'd you hear in that psalm? Well, I have a funny feeling I'm going to get stuck on kind of a broken record this week because I've heard, heard a lot of the same things. I mean, of, of, you know, how long will, will you 
anger be against us. Um, and it's goes back to me being patient. Like I was talking about on Monday, being patient and faithful. Um, I don't never, I don't ever feel like God's angry with me. Um, that's not where I'm going with it, but it's trying to teach these people that they just need to be patient. They need to believe in him. They need to hear him. Um, you know, and you know, sometimes it gives you, you know, lemons. So you better make lemonade with it, you know, instead of crying about what you don't have. So those are the biggest things that I'm seem to be kind of trending on this week. Yeah, you're right. And I think, um, it, it speaks a lot of God's anger and God's, um, being the cause or the reason for their trials and their trouble, right? Right? Like yeah, you have fed us with sorrow. You made us drink tears. Uh, you made us the scorn of nations. Our enemies treat us like a joke. Um, all of these things are being attributed to God. Um, and I don't know when, to, you know, it, I, sometimes I like to think that like, how can we attribute those bad things to God? But I think that sometimes we like to put God in this fluffy, like teddy bear kind of suit and not necessarily acknowledge that God does use some pretty negative things sometimes to get our attention because he wants to grow us. Well, usually most people, as do I, um, learn from a negative, you know, something hurts, whether it's emotional, physical, it's like, oh. I don't want to do that again. That's stupid. You know, so I believe it will, you know, the Lord lets us have trials and tribulations. Does he purposely send us into the fire? No, I don't think so. Um, but he, he allows us to hurt, to learn, to see, to follow in his word better. You know, and, you know, God's always talking to us. And if you're like me, you don't listen 50% of the time, maybe sometimes <laughs> more, you know. So it's, you know, to get your attention back, he may have to, you know, put a little heat on you and go, hey, okay, now, now you're back. Now you're going to listen again. So I don't, I don't think that the Lord is angry with us. I think he allows things to happen. Yeah. So I think um, what that brings me to one of the things I notice is like a lot of repeat in here is save us, restore us that we may be saved, restore us that we may be saved. Um, it's clear that this difficult time is causing them to cry out to God. So sounds like a lot of doubt. Um, they're doubting if God is still there with them. If they, has he allowed them to pass over to the other side, which they're not saved. Um, you know, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Um, Pretty strong, powerful words um, if you can come to grips with it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're asking, turn us again to yourself, O God, in verse 3. Make your face shine down upon us. Um, so they realize that there's this, this, it feels like to them that God has turned their back on them. Um, I didn't look into why, you know, what the history of this, who wrote it in that sense. Um I thought it was kind of a cool, it starts out seeming to me to be a very prophetic psalm. Um, 
because it's crying out to the shepherd of Israel. We know the shepherd of Israel is Jesus. There wasn't any other shepherd in that Godhead, I guess you would say. Um, you know, so even in the Psalms, it's referring to Jesus um, before they even know that Jesus was going to be Jesus, <laughs> right? Um, they just knew that he was going to oversee them. Yeah, they knew that somebody the was, coming. was coming. Somebody was coming to oversee them, to help them in life, to to make their life better, give them more hope. Um, you know, but once again, it goes back on me of of just being faithful and patient. You know, it's I wish everything had happened overnight. It just doesn't go that way. <laughs> no, that is very true. Um, yeah, there's a whole lot more of, and, you know, towards the end of this, they kind of recount their history. Um, but as I was trying to understand this, um, I came across Matthew Henry, who apparently was a pastor, priest, I'm not exactly sure which they called him, but back in the 1800s, and he wrote a commentary on this because I felt it was kind of difficult to really understand the depth of this psalm. I think a lot of psalms are kind of hard to <laughs> the depth. I, I understand they're supposed to be songs. Right. Poetic. Yeah, but it's, yeah, sometimes it's, yeah, psalms are one of the hardest things for me to read other than the early Testament. First yeah. Testament. Yeah. Yeah. So he wrote like in one of his sermons, I guess you would say, this is kind of a, a concise commentary. So they kind of broke it down, like put it down into a small, understandable thing. And he said this. And it kind of helped me understand it, at least. Um, he says, he that dwelleth upon the mercy seat is the good shepherd of his people, but we can neither expect the comfort of his love nor the protection of his arm unless we partake of his converting grace. If he is really angry at the prayers of his people, it is because although they pray, their ends are not right or there is some secret sin indulged in them. Or he will try their patience and perseverance in prayer. When God is displeased with his people, we must expect to see them in tears and their enemies in triumph. There is no salvation but from God's favor. There is no conversion to God but by his own grace. You know, I, I think it kind of helped me understand that, like, I think there really is that God can be displeased with us. He can be angry with us um, when we don't do his will, when we break his laws, his commandments. Um, he's a just God. He's a holy God. And only those things can be within his presence. And he wants us within his presence. So I think it breaks his heart sometimes when we do go against that. Um, breaks his heart. And I think it can, if we repeatedly... Um, kind of spit in his face, then yeah, I think he can get angry. I don't think he turns his back on us forever and always um, because again, he's a merciful God and his grace is that which saves us. So he's abundant in grace and mercy, but he's also true and just. Um, and so only God of the universe can balance all of that um, perfectly. Hard to sometimes understand it. Um but I know that like sometimes for me, like I, I can pray, but not with the right heart, not with the right mindset. Like it's just words and 
yeah, you're in agreement with me on that, right? Oh, yeah, and yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. And it usually comes around and punches you in the nose. At least it does for me when I don't have the right mindset. I'm, or, or I'm asking for something that I should never ask for. There's no reason I need it. Yeah, it's usually somehow, some way it seems to come back and punch me in the nose, whether it's physically or, or just emotionally or mentally. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's, I, I'm hoping he still appreciates that I'm actually taking the time to talk to him. Um, but yeah, I totally understand. He's like, eh, you're not supposed to ask for that. Really? So yeah, no, I mean, it, it, I think anger is a pretty strong word. So I, when I'm angry with somebody, I don't talk to him. Well, I guess God did that for a little while. <laughs> um, but I'm not as forgiving as him. So it takes me, so I, I, I don't ever want to put him in my mind in that place because he's perfect. You know, he's the only, the only thing in this world that is perfect. So how can you have anger, not take care of your people, which that's me, my feelings. That's not what I've read in this book. This is not what, it, it's just a personal feeling that I have. I don't like the word angry, especially with God. I struggle with that. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's an easy thing um, to wrestle with because again, it, for us, we want him to be the kind, loving, gracious, merciful God and not the just, righteous, holy, and sometimes angry God. But well, no, I want him to, obviously the best way for me to learn is, is pain. And and I expressed that earlier. I mean, right. when I, you know, when I experience pain, you know, but, but, you know, anger is just, just, it's just strong. And that, like I said, it's just a personal, personal, personal feeling of mine. You know, that, that I, you know, he doesn't like us at that time. Okay. I, that, that, that's easier for my stomach, but anger is just such a, such a strong word. In, in my eyes. So however you guys feel about it, <laughs> that's fine. I just struggle with it. So, All right. Well, did you have anything else in this is pretty concise, a lot of repetitive crying out, save us, restore us, I think. Yeah. No, I really don't have much else. I mean, I think I pretty much, like I said, I think I'm kind of on a rut this week. Of, of he keeps telling me the same thing, which patience, faithfulness, and yeah, and I struggle. I need to learn that, and I know that, and I've known that for many years before I even read one of these scriptures. That, and the older I get, the worse my patience seems to get. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's hitting me so hard right now. That's always the joke, in at least around Christian circles, I think. Right? If you pray for patience, yeah, yeah what yeah. you're gonna get is. Um, a test in patience. <laughs> He's not going to give you necessarily the patience, but he'll give you a test to see if you can be patient. So yeah. um, I don't think I've ever prayed for patience after I heard that one because <laughs> I don't want a test. Well, I guess uh, I wish you would have shared with me with that a little a bit earlier. Because <laughs> now, now I understand why when I say, no, Lord, give me patience, the phone starts ringing off the hook at work. <laughs> yep. He's yeah. testing. Mm -hmm. he, he knows you have the patience. Thanks for. You just for, have to use it. <laughs> thanks for punching me in the nose. Oh, sorry about that. 
Now you know. <laughs> well, I think that we um, have dug into this pretty deeply. So um, we'll close this out with a blessing or prayer again. Um, as we go forth in our Wednesday, may we come humbly to the throne, God's mercy seat, and with sincere hearts seek forgiveness and salvation that we may be restored and God's face shine upon us. I hope you have a blessed Wednesday and we will be back with you tomorrow. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.